Thank you, Lord. He's here. Lord Jesus, I am so excited that I belong to a higher kingdom. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. I thank you, Father, that you've made a way of escape and that we can come together as one body in you and celebrate the victories in advance. Thank you, Father. Thank you that you desire for us to be whole, to be complete, not to be ignorant of the devices of Satan. You have revealed his devices to us so that we not walk ignorantly in darkness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you sent us a comforter and his name is called Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Now, God, I pray that you will open us up, do surgery in our hearts. Open up our blinded eyes. Open up our closed up ears, Father, so that we can hear truths that will set us free. It, we need to do more than just know what we read. We need it to be the into our hearts so that we can walk in that freedom. We don't want to know about it. We want to walk in that freedom. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. And I thank you, Lord, that you are Jehovah Rapha, our healer. God, I ask you to go to my house, visit my husband, not only touch his body, but touch his mind so that he can recognize you as a real savior and one who wants him whole, his heart, his mind, his body, his all in all, that he don't have to walk in sickness and in disease so that he will be obedient to the things that you tell him to eat to bring life, that you tell him to look at that brings life that you whisper in his ears and no longer listening to carnal thinking people who speaks into his ears and bring death. Raise him up, Father. Convict him of not following instructions in order for him to have life. I pray, Lord, and I'm asking all of those by the sound of my voice to be in agreement and to pray for your brother in Christ in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now, Lord, I ask you to continue to show me the things you want me to see. So when I speak, Master, it'll be those things you want me to say. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 We don't hide nothing from God. We want to expose it all so God can come in and do the work that's necessary to be done. What do we have to be ashamed of? That I'm operating in stupidity? <laughs> Bless the Lord. I, I have a, I feel a, a bowl anointing this morning. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, like that, that first song, what we come to do, declare war on the spirit of darkness. Declare war on Satan. He's always declaring war on us. And we don't, we're so ignorant, we don't even know we're in, in a battle. Because we have succumbed. Amen. But not today, Satan. Hallelujah, Jesus. The prayers of the righteous availeth much. And there is nothing that we're facing on this side of heaven that God can't handle. I know we, uh, we have allowed just the word COVID to have us trembling and in fear as if it is something above God, as if it is some new something that God has no power control over and he can't control it and change it. God is the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. And some things happen for certain reasons. That's all, okay? 
but we put our trust in him and let him show us what we need to refrain from, what we need to do, where we need to go, how we need to handle it. I am so thankful that I am silly enough to believe God, frightened enough to not obey him. I came with fear and trembling, but when I got the word, I came and opened the doors of the church. Now, I want you to know that I was frightened because I know a lot was going to be on me. But I knew it was God because I didn't just like God didn't say, I want you to go open up the church. And, oh, yeah, hallelujah. I'm like, I rebuke you, Satan. I said, God, if this is really you talking to me, you don't have to make it plain. Give me the confidence to know that I'm hearing from you, not whether or not it's true. But is that your voice that I hear? Because I know he will work it. And, and when you follow him, he said you will understand it better by and by. So I mean, I have to walk in that path before. And I, that's exactly what happened. I didn't understand it. But as I did it, I began to understand it and really receive it and embrace it. And I thank God because we have not lost one soul due to COVID. No jobs have been lost. There's been new jobs gained. Hallelujah. God is a man of his word. He will keep it. And he will show himself strong. If you just walk in blind faith. Yes, he said that Satan sends up little things of fear and wonder and speculation. Oh, oh, oh. But the moment it happened, the first thing I say, God, I cast it down in the name of Jesus. Because you didn't give me a spirit of fear. But you gave me a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. So I don't care what Satan is saying. I'm just going to keep saying this. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. This is the day that you made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want for any good or beneficial thing. I thank you for watching over us through the night, waking us up this morning with power, love, and a sound mind. Glory to your name, O oh Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. We are overcomers. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Hallelujah, Jesus. I thank you. You didn't leave me comfortless. You sent me a comforter. And he tells me, I am, I am, I am, I am the redeemed. I am the redeemed of the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to his name. I am whole. I am healed. I am filled. And I had the victory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Bless the name of the most high God. He sits high and looks low, seeking whom he can put his loving kindness on. Here I am, Lord. <laughs> Here we are, God. Love us. Heal us. Deliver us. Set us free. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, and all our loved ones who are not present. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father. I expecting God to show himself so strong that the world going to know he is in charge. He's in charge. No virus. No recession. No politician, no nothing can supersede what God has to say. Do believe.
believe him. Stand on what he says. Don't let the news, CNN, CBS, FBI, whomever. Don't let them set the mold and the tone for what you do in life. Let it be the B-I-B-L-E. The Bible. The inspired word of our God. The living word of our God. Our hope. Our future. Our victory. Our life. Our way. It is. It is. He is. The I am. Whatever we need. Okay, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. Okay, uh, we're going to John 14. Because we're going to talk about the, whole, the Holy Spirit. And I want to read verses 15 through um, 31. And before I begin to read the scriptures, I need to give you some of what the Lord gave me this morning. Just as he, Jesus, as he tells the disciples and apostles, uh, uh, and leaving instructions to prepare them to live life in its fullness by the power of the Holy Ghost. Just before he gets ready to go to the cross, this is for us. He's given it to the disciples and, and some of the apostles, but these are the instructions that are to come to us. And the interesting part is he gives this out before he gets ready to go to the cross, and he's given it out in human nature. He's not showing up in divinity. Okay, that comes after the cross because he had came for a work that took 33 and a half years to do before he left his signet on the world, before he left his power, his authority on the world. Before he left his instructions for us to follow, because he says, greater works will you do. Why greater? Because there's more in numbers. And the more of us to get it and do it, the greater the work is going to be done here on earth. Amen. And so he says, um, oh, I'm saying. <laughs> He does this before he goes to the cross to sacrifice himself for the redemption of man. Without his sacrifice, man could not be redeemed from sin and ignorance. Man could not be liberated from the world's system without that sacrifice. Okay? Man could not receive healing, deliverance, and a truth that brings freedom, joy, and peace without the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. So in the beginning of chapter 14 of John, Jesus tells us that he is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the only way and to receive what we need, not what you want, but what you need in life here on earth. We need Jesus and we must follow him and not what you feel, but what his word is saying, which most times isn't comfortable, usually never convenient, and most often trying, but never fail. It is fail proof. Our decisions brings pleasure for a while and destruction later as the consequences of what happened to be convenient. Now, that convenience will have many inconveniences once you've walked through it because it's connected to your decisions. And then everything begins to fall apart. Trouble comes in sessions when you follow your decision. Death in sessions. Failure in sessions. Disappointments in sessions. And so on and so on. 
there's no peace, there's no joy, and certainly there is no happiness. But with God, reversal happens. Light and hope appears. A deep side of relief comes and pain begins to dissipate. And before everything is done, before everything is done and completed, joy and peace resonates because this is God's way of letting you know the end will be better than the beginning. So you don't wait till you see and have all that you're expecting. You act like you already have it in the midst of the storm. Then God's peace and his joy resonate because he comes to hold you, to keep you until your eyes see the manifestation of what you've been standing for. Pride, vanity, arrogance, and selfishness prevents the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. Pride, vanity, arrogance, and selfishness prevents the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. His work will begin quickly with just a simple, I'm sorry. I was wrong. I thought, but please forgive me, Lord. I really need you. I give up. Here I am. Okay. Now. Okay, let me read this a little bit, and then I'm going to get to the scriptures, I promise. The Holy Spirit works is to bring us, one, comfort. And I'll give you the scriptures afterwards if you want them. Second, conviction, which a lot of us ignore. Oh, I rebuke you, Satan. Or didn't agree with what you were thinking. So whoever spoke it to you, I don't know. They don't know what they're talking about. I don't receive that. Because you were convicted of your choice. You don't want to receive what they had to say. Because it didn't line up with what you were thinking. Hmm. The other correction. Confirmation. Direction. And restoration. Let me tell you, if somebody gives you a word that goes against what you've made up your mind, all you have to do is wait on God. He will either confirm you were right or they were wrong or vice versa. So you don't have to go through all them changes, acting like you were operating in the Holy Spirit. Because if you were operating in the Holy Spirit, what you would do was to wait on God to see what he's going to have to say rather than just flying off because it didn't line up with what I was thinking or what I was feeling. Mm -hmm. And see, this is a sore point right here. Mm -hmm. God deliver us in the name of Jesus. We need deliverance so we can hear. <laughs> I have scriptures for every one of those words, okay? And before we end, I'll give it, give it to you. And if I don't, you can come up here and I will give it to you. Let's go to the scriptures. John 14, beginning with verse 15. He says, this is Jesus speaking. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter or another helper, that he may abide with you forever. Now, the first thing he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. So your obedience, allow him to bring to your need whatever you need. Do y'all hear that? Because see, we want to do whatever we want to do and then we want God to bless us. It don't work like that. You can't have it your way and think God is going to bless and give you what you want. What am I saying? You can't be standing for God to make a change and a, a family member or whatever, while you do some other off the cuff stuff that is not pleasing unto him and think God is going to answer those prayers. 
Obedience is better than sacrifice. Verse 17, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it see him not. You see, the world don't have a clue about the Holy Spirit, don't understand the Holy Spirit, and can't hear the Holy Spirit speaking. So be careful, saints, who say the Lord don't ever talk to me. <laughs> Let me read that again. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwells within you and shall be in you. Once he comes, the only way he's going to leave is because you are rejecting him. I will not leave you comfortless. I will not leave you without a helper. I will come to you yet a little while and the, and the world seeth me no more, but you see me. Because even though I'm getting ready to go to the cross and disappear from you in the natural, I am still with you. And you are going to know it because you're not only going to see me, but you're going to feel me and you're going to hear me. The world don't because they can't even understand because if you're not in Christ, you don't have a clue about what I'm talking about. And that day you should know that I am in my father and you in me and I in you. He that have my, he that have my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be love of my father, and I will love him and will manifest or reveal myself to him. Now, that phrase is very important, especially when you're standing and believing God for something that's supernatural. Let me read that phrase again. He that have my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of, of my father, and I will love him and will reveal myself to him. When he says reveal myself to him, is not God the I am? So whatever you need, he will become the I am at that time in your life because he's in you. You're in him. You know him. You know the father and you keep in his commandments. Judas said unto him, not Iscariot, this is another Judas, Lord, how is it that thou will manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words and my father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode or make our home with him. Jesus don't make his home in unregenerate unbelievers. He may visit them ever so often, but he doesn't reside in them. And since he doesn't reside in them, how do they have a word for you? If he doesn't reside in them, how do they have a word for you? That's supposed to be coming from heaven or coming from this word. They can't because they can't hear him. They don't know him. They don't fellowship with him. And they can't recognize a godly word. Are y'all with me? Okay. He says, he that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings. We can't keep his sayings when you don't know him. Just think back on your life before Christ. And everything that we were doing before Christ, we thought it was right and it was okay. Especially if we had high morals. We didn't know any better. Now it's a difference. Because Christ is going to make himself avail to you. Okay? He that loveth me not, keepeth not my sins. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father which sent me. <laughs> Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. I need, I need to read this again. Y'all need to hear. Ask God let you hear with, his, with your heart. He that loveth me not keepeth not my words. That's what those sayings is. 
And the word which you hear is not mine, but the father's which sent me. So he says, I, I only come to tell you what the father is saying. I come to represent the father. So everything you hear from me is coming from the throne room. Amen. Okay. So that, uh, that you will be getting the truth. And when you know the truth and you're following the truth, you will represent the fruit. Because the fruit represents the tree. Amen. Now, we do not grow and properly grow outside of the church community. God is not calling for no long rangers. He wants posses. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> A place where you are constantly hearing, being edified, getting correction, sound counsel. The Bible says that there is safety and a multitude of counsel, okay? Help and joy and fellowship. This comes from communing together, okay? Can no one person have it all? We grow off of each other, amen? And when we wish to stay alone, Cause see me and God, we got that going on. We, you know, we got it going on. We got a relationship and I know I hear from God. So I don't need, oh, you are being so greatly deceived. Don't ever think that. No, I want to stay connected with my sisters and brothers in Christ because sometimes my flesh, it ain't always Satan. Have me off course. Okay, so we have to stay in fellowship and not hiding out because when you're out hiding out thinking it's just you and God, you get attacked like a big dog. And most of the times you don't even know you're being attacked. Okay, he says 26, but the comforter your helper, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he should teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. This is a powerful verse because you know what helps you to be able to quote scripture? It's not because you sat here and said, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, and the comforter, no, it comes from glory to God. You have a situation that you need to hear from God. You've read the word at some point. And the, and the Holy Spirit will cause it to revise and birth up in you at that particular time that you're having a situation. Something that you may have read last year. Because it's living and it's true. And so when the need is there, once you have deposited in you, it pops up at the appropriate time because the Holy Spirit is your helper and your comforter. You don't have to sit down here reciting a bunch of words so that you can be able to quote it by memory. All you need to do is read it and study it for the desire that I want to be changed. I want to be like you, Jesus. And he will bring it back to your remembrance. Now, if you want to study the word, then you dissect it. And you look up the meaning of certain words and you figure out who was this written to, why? But if you read this Bible with an honest heart to want to know your Savior, when the time comes, that word, let me tell you, I can, I, I can see the writing, just like somebody put a picture up before me at a time when it needs to come up. I'm not telling textbook stuff. I'm yes, some of it is. I'm telling you my, my own personal experience. Well, I can actually see the right in my Bible, even my little hand notes. When the time has come up and then I'm like, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Because why? Not because it's just getting me out of the situation, but it brought me some comfort because I know I ain't alone. 
and I don't have to fight this battle. All I need to do is remember what thus says the Lord and begin to speak it, and he will fight my battle for me. Hallelujah, Jesus, because my fighting is with a sword. This is the sword. It's two-edged. It's cutting me, so it's cutting a mess out of me, as well as it's cutting a mess that's trying to affect me. Hallelujah, Jesus. And so you get to win. You don't lose anyway. Hallelujah, Jesus. Mm, glory, hallelujah, Jesus. So um, I'm going to read that verse one more time. But the comforter, your helper, which is the Holy Ghost, let me tell you, can no human being tell you what the Holy Ghost could tell you? You better put your confidence in the Lord and stop putting it in your little sister or brother in Christ or your parents, your grandparents, whomever. Put it in here. Because if you got it in this, when you hear from an outside force, you'll know whether they got it from heaven or somewhere else. Because, see, people talk out the side of their neck. They ain't always, I don't care, I'm talking about born-again people, I'm not talking about the world, because you don't have no business getting popped from the world. Unless it's an attorney and you're in a legal situation. <laughs> but we Christians are led by unclean spirits sometimes. Holy Ghost feel, tongue speaking. And if you notice, I'm not majoring on speaking in tongues because that's a byproduct of being filled with the Holy Ghost. The main thing is to have God's wisdom, counsel, might, and all of these things I'm talking about. And yes, it's good if you can speak in tongues, but it's to edify you, not to be standing out trying to be, make, impress people with the fact that you can speak in tongues. It's a language that's supposed to edify you and bring you comfort. When you don't know what to do or what to say, and you need to be uplifted, you can pray in the language, and the Holy Spirit will do what is necessary and advise you and then give you the un English understanding of it. But it, it, it is not for show to be out here just saying it because you are feel. See, we have an imbalance in the church where a lot of denominations don't believe you're supposed to pray in the spirit language. Then you got non-denominations who think you're supposed to flaunt it. But the God I serve is a balanced God. And he gave us the prayer language to edify us and to be able to pray in spots that we don't have a clue and he don't even want you to know why you're praying. Because if you really knew, you wouldn't pray. It would scare you. So you could pray in a language you don't understand and it hits heaven. And, 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 and everything is done like it's supposed to do because your English and understanding didn't sprinkle on it and cause it to go in the wrong direction. 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Oh, I, you know what? I really love this because the kind of peace that the world gives you, the world says, if you fix it, the world says, if you get the money, the world says, if you get the perfect person, the world is always coming up with some kind of solution to how it can be. But God is saying there, I'm not even showing you the solution, but you got peace. You don't have all the stuff that you think you want, but you got joy. Why? Because in Christ, none of those things is predicated on materialistic things, monetary things. Your joy and peace is not predicated on any tangible anything. It's predicated on your relationship with Jesus Christ. And let me tell you, when you have a real relationship with Jesus Christ, he'll make you at peace with something that does not come up to your standard. Wake up! And he will give you the keys to the kingdom, which means he will tell you what you need to do to make it where you can live with it. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus! Prophetic! Yeah. 
Stop waiting. Waiting for perfection? You are perfect. So what you going to do with it? You couldn't handle it if you wanted to. Because imperfection, darkness and light don't mix. That's why we should need to be sick. To bring the necessary changes that needs to come. And they begin with us first. Before you try to change another human being. Because more is caught than taught. Okay, I'm going to try to finish these scriptures. You have heard now, verse 28. I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If you love me, you would rejoice. Because I said, I go unto the Father. But my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes to pass that when it comes to pass, you might believe. He says, I've, already, I've given you the advance notice so that your faith will be elevated to hold on because you're going to experience some stuff that you're not expecting. And the only way that you're going to hang in there and not faint and falter before the complete revelation come out is that you're going to have to believe on a re re revealed thing I just Express, express to you that's going to hold you uh, because some things are going to happen that don't look like you're going to get the manifestation that you were actually looking for but 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 remember what i said because i'm not a man that should lie so remember what I said, and that's what you're going to have to do when these manifestations starts popping up that's telling you contrary to what you believe in and trusting me for. You, you're going to have to hold on. So what you need to do is remember what I said, not what's going on. What did I say I would do? Hold on to my words. They should not depart from your life. Lean not to your own understanding. He says, and I will direct your path. The problem is we're directing our own path. And we don't even know where the journey is. So how are you going to direct a path to a journey that you don't have a clue what it's all about? So the steps that you're taking is taking you to another direction. Wake up. Get on board. Get on course. That's why hell breaks loose ever so often up because you're on the wrong journey. God said in Psalm 92, he's given his angels charge over you to keep you in all his ways. What? To keep you on the course that's going to lead you to the destiny he has set for your life. But anytime something happens to get you off, they will lift you up, the angels, and their hand put you back on course. So don't fret and don't worry. We want everything to look perfect. You know, just perfectly work out. No, perfectly keep your eyes on the master. Perfectly keep professing what thus says the Lord. Perfectly keep obeying his commands. And he will show himself strong. Let me tell you, Jesus, 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 help me. You know what? We, oh, it's easy to shout when everything is it's going along fine and it's well. Oh, yeah, glory. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. But let me tell you, it's better to shout when you don't know what the hell is going on. I don't know what's going on on Martell Court right now when I left him in the bed. But I'm trusting. And whatever goes on, equip me, Lord, to deal with it. To face it, to handle it, I'm going to expect the best. But prepare me for whatever. We have all this great expectation, and we feel like we're so entitled to so much, especially as a black race. We ain't entitled for nothing but to live for Christ. And your expect expectations are far greater of him and everyone else than it is of yourself. We don't deserve anything but to have been on that cross. And whatever you get, 
praise the Lord. It is a bonus. It's an honor and it's a privilege that you get whatever. Because like I said, we don't deserve anything. And more especially when we are sitting around expecting greater but dishing out nothing. As a worshiper, you're in a position to demonstrate your love and admonition for the Lord in order to get what you need. You know what? Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Y'all better pray for me. I don't know nothing about waving these things. But you got some situations that you're dealing with. And the fact that I just showed up is more than enough. Because, see, you don't know what I'm going through. So. Your heart is not in it. Do you think God is happy with your sacrifice of praise? If I'm going to sacrifice and praise, my heart is broken and burdened. God, help me. That's the sacrifice of praise. I don't know what's going to happen, but God, help me. But not, I'm here. You don't have to be. Oh, Jesus. Come up out of yourself. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. But acknowledge God. Acknowledge God. He's waiting. He's waiting. He has angels assigned to us to do a work. But because of how selfish we are, they're in the unemployment line. They can't do anything. They're waiting there. He says, I, I, I'm sitting here looking to see who I can put my loving kindness on. But you've got all of these religious stipulations and denominational lies you've been given as a doctrine that has you operating in error. Verse 30. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh, the ruler of this world cometh, and have nothing in me, that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandments, even so I do. Arise, let us go hence. There's much talking that's coming from Satan. And that's how he gets us. Because he couldn't do nothing with Jesus. He could not get a handle on Jesus. Even though Judas betrayed him. He couldn't get a handle on Jesus in the wilderness with his three tricks that he tried to trick up, trick up Jesus. Jesus endured the test. So Satan could not make Jesus sin. Aren't you happy? Because he paid for our sins. And we don't have to be judged for him now because a perfect human paid for our sins. <laughs> so nothing Satan says or does represents Jesus. Do y'all hear that? Nothing he does represent Jesus. How dare us put his mess on God? Now Jesus will allow Satan to do some things to shake us or wake us so that we can turn to or back to Jesus. So whatever in you that you haven't given to God to fix, you have automatically given it over to Satan. Whatever in you that you haven't given to God to fix, you have automatically given it over to Satan. Either the Savior 
other world is controlling you or the ruler, prince of this world is ruling you. There is no other force in between. One or the other is influencing your thoughts and your desires. The outcome will reveal who is feeding you. In Ephesians 4.27, Paul tells us not to give place to the devil. When I hear that, not to give place to the devil, that tells me I have some control. I have power over Satan. Do y'all realize that? And so when he reaped havoc, it's because either I was blind and did not see it, or I opened the door unaware. This is why we have to daily, daily give ourselves over to the Lord, constantly bathing ourselves in his word and prayer so that we don't give Satan an open door because we know somebody who is far greater than Satan, far greater than Satan. And when we appeal to his court, when James tells us, submit to God and then resist the devil and he shall flee. We have a God that we can submit to so the devil can flee. But you see, you can't go along with the devil's mess and sashay your behind around like you got it under control. You don't have the control. He has the control. So you submit to God so you can resist the devil. And when you resist him, because you're using a sword that he has no power over. That's this word. You use the blood that he can't do nothing with. You use the love of God that he can't handle. Satan can't handle a real lover. And he shall flee. He shall flee. The book of John is very, very important. This is why I tell people in a new members class, especially, and those who have just received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, that when you get ready to read the Bible, the first books of the Bible that you need to read is John, Romans, and Hebrew. Don't go to Genesis. You can't do nothing with it. You go to John, Romans, and Hebrew. After that, you can start at the beginning. Then you'll have an understanding. Why? Because in those three books, you're going to learn who you are, whose you are, and why you are. And when you have an understanding about your relationship with Christ, now you can go to Genesis and you'll have a revelation about what the word is saying to you. Amen. So you start studying in those three books so that you would be grounded and rooted in Christ and, 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 and stop worrying about power. Oh, I want to be anointed. I want to be powerful. Let me tell you. The fact that you can Satan and your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, that's the power. This, the rest of this demonstration, stuff trying to impress folks is going to send you to hell. Because you're going to be in a battle and don't even know you're in the battle while you're trying to be impressive. Impress God with knowing who you are in him. That's who we need to impress. And if you're following his way and his will, you will be doing the things he appointed and anointed you to do. And people will be impressed with him. They're not to be impressed with us. They're to be impressed with him. And you're supposed to be shining a light on him so that he is glorified through you. Okay, um, I think that's the end. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I have a, um, a prayer that I wanted us all corporately to pray. Uh, you want me to do the benediction and then go to the questions and answers? Is that going to be easier for you guys? Okay. After we corporately pray this prayer, then we will have uh, benediction. And then from there, we open up for questions and answers. I want to climax after we all pray this prayer of repentance. Okay. So we're going to pray it out loud. As a parent, grandparent, and great-grandparent, Father, I humble myself in your presence and come to put my thoughts and generational standards that do not line up with the Bible and my actions which have set a wrong and immoral pattern before my children that has been passed down from generation to generation on the altar of prayer. Father, forgive me. For I have sinned and desire to walk in godly wisdom and follow biblical instructions as to how to raise my children, my grandchildren, and my great-grandchildren. Forgive me for being harsh at the wrong times, for speaking curse words in anger towards them, for calling them names outside of their birth names, for berating them, for discouraging them, and more importantly, not leading them by example and encouraging them to be who God created them to be, as well as letting them know their life matters. Lord, you say, if I confess my sins to you, you are faithful and just to forgive me of my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. So I know I am forgiven and will immediately begin to parent in a repentant state. Thank you for the fixing, rearranging, purging, blessing, and the lifting up of my children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise the Lord. Oh, okay, I'm going to benediction. <laughs> the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I thank you, God, for traveling mercies for everyone that's present and all of their family members. I thank you for the ministering angels you have assigned to each one of them and all of their family members to keep them on the course of life that will lead them to the destiny you set for their lives. And if they dash their foot against the stone, the angels will keep them lifted up in their hands. I thank you for the blood of Jesus I can plead over everybody's life, over every dwelling place, every, every occupation, every recreation, and every mode of transportation. Father, in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father, for delivering them all from the power of darkness, translating them into the glorious kingdom of the gospel of Jesus Christ, Father. And I thank you that you've given them a hunger and thirst for your word. And as they're in their word, you will transform their hearts to become real believers and who will do exports and do what you said we would do in Mark. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Raise the dead. Speak in other tongues. God, we receive all of your bountiful spiritual blessings and benefits in the name of Jesus. And we give you the praise and the glory for it in Jesus' name. And when you leave here, tell somebody about Jesus.